0: Stretch lead over Red Bull, Williams Remortgage Garage for Latifi, and Aston Martin. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review.
1: It's Monday. The 11th of April. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Jericho, and with me as always is the F1 Lavender Cowboy, Mr. (laughs) Owen Scott. If you like your Formula One news and reviews a day late with the excitement of bingo night at the nursing home, then you've come to the right place. Scotty, have you recovered from the early mornings? Did you catch up on
0: your sleep over the weekend? No, the sleep debt has not been repaid. (laughs) I've had 12 coffees today, Um, uh, but I'm I'm suitably perked up for, for today's podcast. Um, how are you feeling? Have you recovered? I, I, I struggled. Do
1: you know, I look, let's full disclosure here. I overslept on, (laughs) I overslept on the alarm (laughs) clock on Sunday morning, but I, uh, I was awake for the free practice on Friday, Saturday. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's rough. And I know, look, we're moaning here because this is, this is not normal for European race watchers, but, uh you know, you only have to look online and you see the Americans and uh, the Australians or anyone out in Asia and they're saying, you know, oh, poor you, one race, you have to get up early.
0: (laughs) You know, you're like, yeah, fair enough, like, you know. Yeah, it is only the one, and yeah, no, I I have to admit that during qualifying, I also fell asleep. Um, I woke up an hour early thinking that it was going to be starting at six, and it was actually seven, and um, at one stage, I drifted off, and I woke up, and Alonso was in the wall. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, the dedication from us (laughs) there. (laughs) <laughs> it was actually the crash that woke me up. So um thankfully that <laughs> happened or else I would have missed the end of it as well. But Aww. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was grand and then yeah, Sunday um I was more than ready, the alarm was set and I was I was good to go. But the, the big the big talk uh, over the weekend or coming into the, the weekend's race was DRS zones. That was uh that was the big one. And we started off with the four DRS zones and I got peeled back to the, the three in the end. Um you know, how do you think that affected the race? What what? What kind of? What? How did that come about? You know, I,
1: I, I saw what they were trying to do. So we had a few changes. I mean, we had um, obviously a couple of turns were adjusted. We had the chicane, which would have been, I think, the old turn nine, turn ten. I think mm. um, that was removed, and we kind of, you know, for and that became a DRS zone. Um, yeah. And I suppose the idea was um, sort of. You had two DRS zones, sort of for um, you know, DRS zone for catching and then for overtaking. Um, and I think, I, look, I'll be honest. I thought it was going to work. I was really excited about it. I thought, um, I thought, yeah, it, it was, it was going to be no middle ground. It was either going to be a success or an absolute train wreck. Yeah. And uh, so I was, but I was excited to see as an experiment. I was excited to see. Um, and then after, I think it was three practice two wasn't it i think mm-hmm. then they removed they decided to remove the the, the um one of the drs zones um because they were reaching speeds of about 320 kilometers an hour yeah and they thought it was too dangerous and um, i saw pat simmons being interviewed about it and he was kind of hinting now I, I don't know whether i was picking up wrong on the conversation that was going on between it was pat simmons and simon lazenby or you know one of these guys uh-huh. and he was sort of saying he was hinting at it was only one driver that made the complaint that it was too fast. Um, And then hinted at it was Fernando Alonso. Uh, Of course, Pat Simmons, you know, in this sort of cheeky kind of, oh, I couldn't be saying that now. Like, you know, but hint, hint, it was Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, one driver complained. Like I I saw then Gerald Russell saying he couldn't understand why it was removed. Um, And I saw a few, uh, you know, team bosses being interviewed saying they couldn't understand why it was being removed either. Yeah. Um, and and again, sorry. And in that conversation between Pat Simmons and Simon Lazenby, he also said he didn't understand why it was being removed. Like, yeah. um, so <laughs> so, yeah, it was removed. Um, what we would have seen in the race, different to what we got. Um, yeah, it, it would have been nice to see. Anyway, it would yeah. it would have been nice to have had the the chance to see what
0: what whether it would have worked. Um, yeah. 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 It's it all in all, it, not to say that it was an uneventful race, but you know, not, not, a, not a great deal, uh, happened once, once we got it underway and got by turn one, a few little things here and there, but the, the Charles Leclerc, a pr- pretty easy evening for him, um, a pretty did. easy weekend all in all.
1: Yeah. That Ferrari is just so powerful. Um, and they didn't think it was going to be, they thought they were going to have issues. They didn't think the track was going to be suited to them. Um, right maybe that maybe that i don't, don't know where that concern came from maybe it was something to do with the porpoising and stuff like that um definitely the ferrari and the McL- Mer, sorry ferrari and the mercedes were by far the worst on that track uh for porpoising yeah. so but that aside Leclerc. i mean he it was the first grand slam for ferrari since alonso in singapore in 2010 so you're talking 12 years since that's been done. So, you know, your win, pole, fastest lap, led every lap. That's great. And uh, like the only mistake he made was on the restarts. Like that was literally the only blip he had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I see a lot of people given, you know, the, the, these websites that do the ratings for, for drivers, given the driver ratings. Mm-hmm. And they, they marked them down for that one little blip. And I was oh like, God, that's harsh. So they gave Albon and uh, and Leclerc the exact same rating. I was like, wow, that's that's a bit that's a bit, uh, a, yeah. bit <laughs> a bit harsh. But there's,
0: um, uh, there's a spectrum between those two drivers that you're really missing out on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huge. You know? But um, yeah, yeah, fantastic,
1: fantastic uh, qualifying, fantastic race. Um, didn't put a foot wrong. Just, you know, after each restart, just streaked away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, took the win. Another. Uh, yeah, another bunch of points. Then uh, looking sitting pretty on the top of the
0: both tables. It's uh, to me, it, it, it reliability seems to be the thing that that is obviously Red Bull are, are lacking at the moment, and Ferrari have in abundance. Bar a little, mm-hmm. um, a little uh, blip in qualification for for science, but Ferrari's uh, reliability uh, is, is the thing. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, the that like I said, it, it's solid all around, but I mean, you have to yeah. also take into account that they've had a, a good head start on the rest of these teams in terms of the, you know, the development of this car. So, you know, it's, it, there's no, there's not so much learning on the fly that's happening with Ferrari that has to happen with a lot of the other teams. Mm. Um that being said, they're not without their, uh, They're they're not without their mistakes either, as we saw this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. His teammate, Carlos Sainz, having an absolute shocker. Um, So the issue in qualified, or in qualified, in qualifying, um, paired with that Alonso red flag meant what a P9 start and an absolute terrible start. He was on the hards and I think he dropped, what, five places straight off. Yeah, yeah. And then lap two, we see him trying to, to... get by, uh, who was the, the car he was overtaking? He went
1: past uh, Mick Schumacher, and I think he then tried Schumacher. to go past, well, I don't know whether he was attempting to go past Bottas as well, or he just got a little overeager um, mm. and uh, forgot to hit the brakes uh, yeah. sooner. But he had...
0: Go on, go on, yeah, go on, go on.
1: No, no, I was going to say, like, I mean, yeah, his problem started, I mean, you were saying it there, th- th- his problem started back in qualifying, um, and I think that set him up. Early for the weekend, like so, when that red flag came out, like there was an issue with the starter on the car, so they 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 got him out late, and he wasn't able to do the the sort of the two warmups, um, you know, to to prepare the car for the for the hot lap, yeah. Uh, so he he was already on the back foot straight away from qualifying, like there was, yeah, he he had a rough weekend, a, a combination of bad luck, um not keeping a cool head uh yeah yeah
0: that's that's what i was about to say it it it, it really seemed as if it, just that pressure was mounting and mounting and mounting there was an interview with him after qualifying and he just seemed tense um and then going into the race it, you you could see just it was it was cooking away there and uh yeah and he had other issues then going in so i mean so you were
1: bringing over that issue from qualifying so he was because he's he's thinking this wasn't my fault i had the pace to be up there with charles i could have been battling for the pole yeah. and what happened what well, was out of his control 100 yeah. percent out of his control then he gets to the race day he, he gets to the grid and just before uh the formation lap uh there was an issue with the steering wheel the team replaced the steering wheel for him and he was complaining about the positioning of the steering wheel being an issue and then what happened is the he he initiated the anti-lag on the uh sorry the anti-stall on the car twice which then caused obviously what we saw the bogging down on the off the start and losing five places on the straight out of the straight out of the gate okay so and again sure yeah you could you could say you could take 50 50 on that whether it's his fault or whether uh you know if there's if there's an issue there that wasn't there before, you know, a positioning of the wheel um that's then causing him to hit the anti the, the anti-stall, maybe he should be, you know, should be able to deal with that. But look, mm-hmm. you know, it's when something's second nature to you and then all of a sudden it's foreign, you know, it's easy to make a mistake. So it's it, so already, so he's on the back foot with qualifying, he's on the back foot now with a steering wheel change, bogs down off the, the line, and he's he's down five places on the, the first couple of corners.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like that the FIFA controls when you turn them from, again, sorry to talk about soccer, but, <laughs> um, or football, not soccer. Um, when you change the controls from that classic to alternate, it, it, it feels completely foreign in your hand and everything is just, it's, it's not doable anymore. Yeah. So I can understand wh- where he's coming from. Um, but do you think, looking back over the last two races, you know, things haven't been going great from coming into this race weekend. Um, do you, do you think he's that type of driver that all of this on his shoulders? He's going to need something, some sort of a big result to just take all of this weight off him, t- he so does, he can yeah. he can kind of see what's coming uh, in the future with his Ferrari car. And
1: not just a second place; like he needs a win, and he needs a win over Leclerc. Um, yeah, yeah. He yeah. like that recovery, or his attempted recovery that led to him him spinning out um, in turn ten. Mm-hmm. That was a clear indication of someone who's panicking, not just because he, you know, or, or, you know, he had the he had the poor qualifying, he had the poor start to the race, and he was over aggressive, wanted to, you know, gain those places back and get back up into the points and start hopefully pushing towards the podium. Had the car to do it in this race quite comfortably, he would have been up in the podiums, I think, quite easily, but got over aggressive on the hard tire that we know, you know, the lower temperatures on the, you know, pr- preparing these tires, how long they take to get up to temperature. Mm goes in deep on the, on, on turn 10 and ends up, uh, you know, sort of overcooking it. So that is just, you know, that that's a sign of not just how overeager he was to, to, um, fix the mistake off the start, but also fixing the situation in Ferrari that yeah. Charles Leclerc is streaking away here and he's, <laughs> uh, in a in a Formula One sense, he's streaking away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, um, yeah. So he's streaking away though. In um, and it's going to be clear in already at this stage of the season that Ferrari could be looking at this kind of going. We've got a number one driver here in Charles Leclerc and a number two driver in Carlos Sainz yep. this season, and he doesn't want like so he needs the next race to win it or really bring it to Charles Leclerc. Um, to, to 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 sort of stall that uh, train of thought in Ferrari garage.
0: Yeah, and what what a better place to do it than uh, in Italy? We're, we're we're heading home for uh, for the Ferrari guys.
1: Yeah, I, that, no better place. That that would be a that'd be a fantastic win for him. And he, look, he's able to do it. He's a fast driver. He's mm. he's equally as fast as Charles Leclerc. I think just Leclerc has gotten to grips with these car this car a little bit uh, sooner than. Signs has, and as Signs was starting to get to grips with the car, he's just had a bit of a bad run of luck, accompanied with his over eagerness to correct that bad look and um, and that's you know he's sort of uh, he's in this room
0: now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he'll come good, I think, but he he tends to to not do well, feeling as if he's second fiddle. Um, you could see that at McLaren as well. There was that pressure in the in the the last season where the two lads were kind of playing off each other a little bit. Um, mm. So, you know, there, there's history there. Um, and again, n- nothing major then for for Red Bull, seemingly all weekend. Decent quality uh, with P2, P3, Max, uh, Max and Checo. And then the race seemed to be kind of panning out that way as well until engine problems for Max.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things with Red Bull. Yeah, it was, I think they were... They were never going. I don't think they were ever going to challenge Ferrari on this uh, on this weekend because I think Ferrari were just so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah, but I think they 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 had issues with um, the tires, um, the tire management. Those mediums especially went off yeah. so fast for them, um, which possibly is an issue with the sort of the low down. They went with a slightly lower downforce setup. Um yeah. which possibly led to sort of an increase uh, difficulty in the tire management. And, but so, but that aside, um, they should have had a comfortable sort of P2, P3. Um, and then yeah, another Red Bull powertrain
0: failure. Um do, do we know the, the details of that yet, or they're, they're waiting to get the car back um, before they can, they can see exactly what happened or, or is that clear yet?
1: Uh, it, it's, it's not clear. I mean, it's, it's clear in the sense that, I mean, it it is possibly a fuel line issue. Um, but as to why and where, like I, like I've harped on about before. And I know even in the first podcast, we were talking about this at the start of the season that Hmm. I was laying blame to a lot of issues on the E10 fuel. Um, because like I said, uh, and I'll try and, truncate my rant here (laughs) so i don't get (laughs) sidetracked too much okay but like you have to remember last year these honda engines were great and most of the team that worked on last year's engines are there even the honda employees that were there last year are now part of red bull powertrain so they're all there working on the same engine um with obviously the slight modifications required for this e10 fuel Mm-hmm. So I don't see any other um, factor, any other variable here other than this E10 fuel and whether it's corroding some steels or, you know, some, some sort of um, like O-rings or something like that within the, the, the fuel system or something like that. And, um, and is leading to these issues. I don't know. I mean, cause some of these issues are different. Like, you know, you had, the the, the, the the fuel blockage or sorry the, the 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 fuel vapors you know sort of blocking the lines and the last time they had the engine outage so it's yeah it, it, it's it's something they really have to overcome because it's all well and good having the pace, but when you 've got no reliability and hoping to god that your car is going to make it to the end of the of the race um they're going to have a long season if that doesn't get fixed quick.
0: And can I ask you, that this E10 fuel? Is there anyone else, any other Formula One teams using this? Uh, oh, so as they well? all, yeah, yeah. So it's they all, all use it's everyone. Yeah,
1: it's a change in it. So it's a, it's the ten percent ethanol, and it's all about kind of moving to sustainable fuels and uh, synthetic fuels and stuff like that. Um, so I mean, we will eventually, I think, in twenty twenty six you will see an increase like this fuel is going to change more dramatically again by 2026 when you've got the new engine regulations coming in so i think so like you've got other other um uh, other engine manufacturers who are are still having issues i find with the e10 not reliability to the degree that red bull powertrains are having but i Mm -hmm. do think like again mercedes is one that I just feel like they had a fantastic engine last year. I know a lot of their issues can be aero related, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, you have to look at the only sort of, you know, sort of changing variable, which is the E10 fuel. So that's, look, that's just my two cents, but I've, I've kind of, you know, that's, I I, I've been consistent. I've stuck with it since day one
0: E10 fuel. fuck off. (laughs) And is there anything to, to be said then for, you know, I know it's, it's, Red Bull have taken over. I know it's still Honda, but do you think there's anything in there that that Red Bull have kind of put their stamp uh, on things this year? Is there, you know, a drop in quality, or it's still really Honda making those those parts, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, all the, everything's still manufactured by Honda. Then it's sent over to um, over to Red Bull Powertrains for them to do the assembly. And I don't know how much of um, the external assembly is built by red so i don't know whether honda would say build um the primary components of the engine like the combustion engine all that type of stuff and then obviously um some of the some of the fuel pumps and things like that is a standard part that's issued to all teams so i don't know whether red bull have you know powertrains sort of have their own sort of intermediary like you know like fuel lines all that type of stuff that obviously honda have no part on um, or have no part in developing, and it's th- these sort of small um, components is where there's a there's a breakdown happening. Uh, yeah. So if that's the case, then you know that, that would make sense. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it you know it's anyone's guess at the moment.
0: Yeah. So the, the Checo then as well, he had a, a very good day. I mean, he's had uh, if, uh, other than the DNF, obviously uh, in, in race number one, he was his performances this season have been pretty consistent. He's better he's, than last year, I would say. Yeah. He's right up there every week. Mm-hmm. Um, And that, that we hit a hell of a, a qualifying lap uh, in Jeddah. You know, we're seeing from Checo now what we really wanted to see from him last season. That's to right, Try yeah. and push more and more. Um, And if, well, obviously if we can get these, these uh, little reliability, reliability issues out of the way for Red Bull, you know, they could have a great season this year.
1: Yeah. My only concern about Perez, especially from the Melbourne race, was that he only finished five seconds ahead of George Russell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: when you consider that Red Bull is fast. Um, and I know they had issues with the tire wear that, um, that, that did cause a lot of their pace uh, difficulty, but I still looked at, I was like, and I know what what uh, you know. We had two safety cars that that sort of uh, limited the gap. But I still think, you know, I think Leclerc by the end of the race was twenty five seconds, I think, ahead of um, Perez by the end of the race. Um, so like yeah. no twenty seconds. Sorry. seconds so, yeah. so Charles Leclerc fin- finished twenty seconds, and then between Red Bull and a horrific Mercedes, there was only five seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know. I so I would have expected them to squeeze a little bit more, and, and I would have expected a bit more of a, a distance
0: between those two cars. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of your head, do you know what lap uh, that Verstappen safety car came out? Ooh,
1: good question. Was it
0: forty-two? I mean, what, what do we have then? Fifty-eight laps in total. Yeah, it's so sixteen laps. So, um,
1: a second. Let's do the quick
0: checkup. <laughs> um, countdown
1: you know the, the countdown theme.
0: Yeah <laughs> ding, ding. Um, So we have what's that quick math 10, 15, 16, 17 laps for Chaco to kind of take uh, to take the position and then put uh, a bit of space between him and Russell. Uh, yeah, five seconds.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think it was enough. I think he needed to be Yeah, I I would have expected to see a lot more of a gap than that.
0: Mm, yeah. Um speaking of those the the Mercedes, like while while they don't have pace, they're they're in and around the points every week. They're they're now they've finished uh what are they, second in the constructors. Russell is second in the drivers' championship. Mm. All in all, it's but, not looking too bad for Mercedes, but
1: through reliability, which is, I mean, yeah. it's 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 no complaint. Obviously, you need, <laughs> you know, you need your car to be reliable. But uh, it's purely through, or sorry, purely through reliability, is how they're in the position that they're in. Um, mm-hmm. So, because I think, you know, if the, well, I mean, they're probably still. I mean, they they say that they're not as quick as the McLarens. I think that's nonsense. I think they're yeah, quicker than so, the McLarens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do think they're the third best team. So, um, I think if Red Bull hadn't, you know, weren't having their issues, Sainz wasn't having his issues, I do think that, you know, Russell would be, say, fifth now, and, um, you know, Mercedes would be third in the Drivers' Championship, or the Constructors' Championship, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty ironic that it's safety cars that are propelling Mercedes to uh, the heights in in the championships when it was one that took it away last year.
1: Oh, Very interesting. <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that they're, uh, but again, like I said, the reliability is there for them. Like, it's just, if they yep. can just sort out that, uh, like, again, I don't want to go every, every week we're talking about the same thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're carrying that, like, uh, Ferrari have that porpoising, but it's down the straights. So when they're coming into fast corners, they're not carrying that porpoising through lower speeds on in, in the uh, in, in you know lower speeds in faster corners if that makes sense yeah, um, yeah, yeah. whereas mercedes are so they, they're carrying it down the straight and then as they come into a faster corner but they're you know obviously slowing down they're still carrying that porpoising even as the, the speed is reducing whereas ferrari aren't For so sure. that's they're losing a huge amount of time there um and then obviously with you know the engine issues that we touched on earlier um they they there's still loads to unlock from this car. I have no doubt they're they're going to solve this issue uh, and quicker than I think we're we're gonna we're we're gonna think. You know I think they're going to turn up probably in the next two three races and we're really going to see some improvements
0: in this car. Yeah, I mean the, you you can't fault the driver lineup that they have. The two guys are they're both hungry as hell. Um, I personally think that 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 Russell. Um, I, I know I said it to you over the weekend. I I saw a little bit of a, a passing of of the mantle. Maybe I'm 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 I, you know I'm I'm a noob and I'm I'm shooting myself <laughs> in the foot here by saying this. And Hamilton is going to come back and, and put it in my face. Um, excuse any um, <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully not literally. But the I, I, they've got two great drivers, and you know if they can get that sorted out, as you say, you know they they if we can get those three teams up. In and around uh, 1, 2, 3, it's, it's going to be a great season.
1: Yes. If we, if we get six, seven laps into the season, or six, seven laps into the season, yeah, good man there. If we get <laughs> six, seven races into the season and we've got the Mercedes uh, there or thereabouts, mm. I, I think we'll, we're going to have some exciting racing. And don't count, like, early days I know, but don't count Mercedes and stuff out of the driver's and Constructors' Championship just yet. but And the reason I say that is because historically, well, certainly in the last, uh, sorry, 10 years or however long it's been, mm. Ferrari have a very good track record of shitting the bed mid-season. Right. Um, and, you know, you could very well see other teams develop very well and then Ferrari making a mistake in their development or upgrades and... Um, either an upgrade doesn't work, so they have to remove it, but other teams have upgrades that do work and they're now starting to gain an advantage over Ferrari. Like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, there's more likelihood of that happening for uh, Red Bull at this stage than there is for Mercedes. Yeah. But like I said, I hope it doesn't happen. I'd love to see Red, or, sorry, Ferrari back winning the Drivers and Constructors Championship again. Yeah. But, they just have a, knack of, they have a knack of doing it in races, especially last season and the seasons before, and they have a knack of doing it as well when it comes overall uh, with, a, with a
0: race season. Yeah, and I'm going to keep you on Mercedes just for a second. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about radio calls. Um, there was two two in particular that kind of stood out. There was the Hamilton, you've put me in a difficult position comment. And, and looking back on that, I think it appears that that was regarding the engine overheating and him not being allowed to, not, not, not being allowed, but not being able to challenge Russell for um, for P3. But the one I want to talk about a little bit is the um, the radio call by Russell, Mm-hmm. where he was asked to to manage the tires what exactly was that response uh, are you referring
1: to when um he had uh Perez behind yeah.
0: him yeah um yeah.
1: and they told him that if um what did they say they said something to the effect of if you're hurting your tires let him by something yeah. like that and yeah. then and then Russell says like I sort of I'd rather not or do I have you know or some I, something to that
0: I don't want to hear this. I think as well. Oh, I don't was, want to or... hear that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, so a little bit of a, a, a lack of maturity, possibly from from Russell.
1: Yeah, look, I get it. He thought he was coming from Williams to a dominant Mercedes. He was going to. I think he thought he was going to be up there winning races straight away. Um, and he was ahead of a Red Bull. He just was like, right, "I'm going to gun it as long as I can." And yeah, it was just inexperience at uh, an over eagerness. He just needed to cool the jets and realize it ain't happening for you in this, you know, in this uh, stage of the season, cool the jets, get the points uh, and you'll be grand. Cause the worst thing was he tried to fight Perez for another number yeah. of laps, yeah. burnt up his tires. And then by the end of the race, just going back and back and back or, and even worse, ended up having to come in for, the pit, for a pit stop to change tires. Yeah. Um, so look, in the end Perez went past him anyway. I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether he just didn't put up much of a fight, but Perez took him anyway. So. Um, so I put that to bed. But
0: again, it was something that you've kind of you've touched on um, a good bit as we've been talking about Mercedes this season. Is you, this is why you you think that that uh, Lewis will finish ahead of Russell uh, in the drivers' championship? Is that that experience listening yeah. to the pit wall and being able to to know uh, when it's wise to push on and when it's wise to just sit back and listen? Yeah, and I, he just doesn't he doesn't seem to have that yet, Russell.
1: No, not yet. I think, again, it's just because he came into it where he thought he was coming into a team that was going to dominate and it it hasn't panned out. So he's a little bit uh, disheartened to find himself in the position that he's in at the moment. Hmm. But that being said, I do think then for Lewis Hamilton in the same position, I think he can race a lot harder and save tires a lot better. I think he's probably one of the best on the the grid at doing that, uh, at, at pushing relatively hard on 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 track on, on race pace and still saving tires um and he's fantastic at that so yeah i i, I think overall i i would be absolutely stunned if russell finished ahead of hamilton this year
0: this year right okay we'll have to we'll have to put a bet on on that one um, at some stage just to oh, i'll throw yeah. a bet on now five quid okay yeah yeah i'll take five that. that
1: hamilton finishes above russell
0: yeah, okay, cool. I'll take that. Um, we don't condone betting, obviously. It's uh, something that we... But we will do it live on, on a podcast. Bet responsibly. Um,
1: <laughs> when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> we should say that about this podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't. The people will be turning off after about yeah. 10 minutes. It's um, oh, kind of right, yeah. Fun stop. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> um so going back down the the grid a little bit uh in terms of a finished positions McLaren uh doing a lot better um this week than they had in previous weeks a little bit better than than expected. Um possibly starting to turn the performance of the car around a little bit um but we did have Lando um uh, on a Sky interview afterwards saying that Bring it was back to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> it was more um it was more about the it was track specific than, than opposed to anything that had actually improved on the car. This is the same car that has been at the last two races, um, and there's, there's been nothing that has been added to it really.
1: Yeah, they, like they brought one minor upgrade. I think it was something to, me, I think it was something to do with a, a rear winglet or something like that. That was just uh, for for airflow, uh, right. for directing airflow or flow conditioning or something to that effect. You
0: plow for the back of the tractor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly outlaying some spuds ready for Imola. Um, <laughs> the but that's it, they, they only brought that, so I think it was track a lot of it was track, uh, um, specific for uh, for this weekend. As much as it would be nice to think that they have made that massive jump from what we saw in Jeddah to what we saw uh, in Melbourne, I, no, I that this there's no way that happened on one little winglet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it was very much tracked. Uh, specific um, whether I think if we start seeing another two races or certainly even in Imola, we'll see how they hold up in Imola and we'll know um, have they made a little bit of a a gain or not.
0: Okay. Let's, let's move on to, to uh, Alpine. We'll take a look at uh, Alonso and Ocon. Now we had a blistering uh, qualifying time uh, from Alonso. It was there almost. Um, yeah, I,
1: I think it, uh, but no, I, I don't want to get overexcited because I do think it was a phenomenal lap, but I think it was going to be for, I think would have been second row of the grid. Right. I think he would have got, because I think then Leclerc then put in an absolute stellar lap, which I think would have been better than yeah. what Alonso yeah. was on at the time. So, um, but still, an Alpine on the second row of the grids, uh, that would have been phenomenal. And yeah. he probably would have had, because he would have changed his race strategy. Um, so I think, realistically, he could have got on the podium.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: that Alpine should have been able to battle it with the Mercedes this weekend, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it should have been up there. I mm. mean, D- Danny Ricardo must be kind of looking over his shoulder going, I probably shouldn't have left Renault now. The, um, the, 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 the team bouncing Ricciardo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, 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 again, a little bit of bad luck. He started off on the hard tyres. Uh, Alonso, and then it was a safety car that kind of dropped, well, it was the pit stop after the safety car that dropped him back down the grid then?
1: Yeah, I think in in hindsight, I think they, they <laughs> I'd say they're looking back, kind of going why didn't we do what the Williams did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know whether that their tyres were, were going off maybe quicker, but um, th- yeah, they should have just kept holding out for that safety car, you know, towards the end of the race and yeah. um, and keeping track position because they'd nothing else to lose. They like it was again. I didn't I didn't catch any radio calls from Alonso regarding tires, where they were going off, whether he was having issues or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe that might have been a factor. Maybe they were a little harder on the on the on the tires. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a shame. If he had just if he had got that lap in, he would have started on the medium compound like everybody else. Um, assuming he got a good start, he would have Deadly. I'm pretty sure he would have been battling with those Mercedes for the rest of the race.
0: Yeah, it, it's exciting watching Alpine this year. And Ocon, what qualified? Uh, qualified eighth, and then finished seventh. I can't mm. remember anything really of note. Really, Ocon. he was kind of just Nothing. kind of tipping just, away there in yeah. the midfield. It um, wasn't
1: like Jeddah where you had the two Alpines yeah. <laughs> trading places for <laughs> lap after lap. Unfortunately, it was, was uh, phenomenal. Yeah, it was but, a little
0: bit more. It's exciting watching Alpine this year. Like, it's great. Um, potentially, could could you see Alpine even leapfrogging Mercedes and taking that third spot? Is that a bit of a stretch?
1: Uh, no, that's, that, I think that'd be too much of a stretch. I think Mercedes just have that capability of developing their way out of this hole that they're in. And when they do, they will unlock much more potential in their car than I think Alpine can unlock in their car. Mm. So um i think <clears throat> yeah there's no, there's no chat it will definitely be mercedes as the the third uh favorite team until they fix these issues and then it'll be see what the lay of the, the lay of the land is at that stage uh on how well their improvements stack up against ferrari and red bull
0: yeah 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 and you you touched uh, you touched on williams and albon there um i'll I'll, I'll just we'll, we'll jump onto them mm. the after qualifying um, they must have felt like just packing up and heading home. That was an atrocious qualifying for them. Um, but all in all, they, as you said, they played the long game with Alex and they, they got a P10. They brought him in, what, lap 57 of 58? Last lap, wasn't it? They brought Un- him in. Unbelievable. Great tactic. I don't understand why more, more people don't do that.
1: It was, uh, like they, well, they had nothing else to lose. Like, I'll be honest. I actually thought they were, I, I mean, it would have been ridiculous, but I just, I feel, I was like, are they actually even going to pit him? Are they going to mm-hmm. try and get him to the end of the race and then try and cite some bizarre regulation or something that they were, you know, some safety regulation, why yeah, they couldn't yeah. come into the pits or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, like I don't think like they got P16 in the qualifying. The, the issue then I think he should have gotten into Q2. Mm.
0: Then
1: he had obviously run out of fuel. Well, he couldn't he couldn't supply a one liter fuel sample yeah. and he also had three grid place penalty that rolled over from Jeddah from torpedoing the side of lance stroll stroll yeah. a williams again uh <laughs> two 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 race weekends in a row um, so he started from 20th and i mean to get to get a 10th place finish and a point like I'm, I would be. I know, well, they were over the moon, like, and I, I rightly so. I think it was absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. I know Leclerc got driver of the day, but I be to be honest, I would have given it to Albon. Yeah, I was yeah, like, was the brilliant. guy has just gone a whole race on those hard compound tires, just did his did his work as he needed to do it. Just tipped away, just uh, a couple of battles there with Daniel Ricciardo, and he came and, and stroll. I think it was when Daniel Ricciardo came out with the pits and stuff like that. There was a few little sort of feisty battles going on throughout the race, but largely just head down, did what he needed to do, prayed for a safety car kind of closer to the end of the race. That might allow them to do a, you know, a sneaky pit stop, get soft tires on and and retain track position. But Mm -hmm. that wasn't to be, and I'll be honest when he came in for the pits, I was like, he's going to be down in 11th or 12th. And I was trying to do the, I was trying to do the math. I was watching the thing. I was like, I think it was like, was it 19 seconds or something like that was a pit stop Can't quite remember. (laughs) And, uh, so I was, like, uh, I was like, yeah, surely he's, he's going to be down in 10th or 11th. And then they, they or sorry, 11th or 12th. And then, you know, the race director cut away to um, cut away to Charles Leclerc going over the, you know, the finish line. And of course, Perez and Russell and all that kind of, you know, song and dance. And I was like, I, you know, we know that's what the finish line was going to be. Where's, you know, show me Albon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just came up on the timing screen that he was in 10th. I was like, fucking brilliant. That's
0: absolutely brilliant. Yeah, great for them, and he's someone that you have been saying since the start of the season. He wasn't in your predictions uh, for for this week, but um, you said, and I think in the in the my first overachiever, race, yeah, that he was going to do well, and he yeah, he's done it. He's a good, he's a great driver in fairness, I, and uh, I wasn't, I don't think I was giving him the credit that he he deserved really. So yeah, fantastic weekend for them, and doesn't, we we go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, doesn't that highlight the issue then between him and Latifi? Uh, yeah, that Latifi is pants.
1: Exactly. Like I mean, <laughs> look, Leti- Let- Let's be real here. Latifi better than I would be in a Formula. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Like realistically, like I'm, I'm saying this, and he's obviously, you know, he- he's clearly, um, he, he's of the caliber. He's, he's worked his way into the position to be in a Formula One car. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, the start, like even last season, Russell, like bossed him around the place in that garage. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't stand a chance of stacking up against George Russell last season mm-hmm. and now this season, it looks like you've got Albon who's coming back from his holidays and <laughs> he, Latifi's fresh, you know, fresh on the grid, you know, like, he, you know, he should be, he should be well capable now in the second year of, um, you know, of, of, uh, or sorry, not the second year, well capable into this season to be Putting it up there with Albon, and he mm. just, yeah, there's just nothing there other than a train wreck. He's a, he's he's worse than a Mazepin, if you ask me.
0: Bull call, bull call.
1: I, I mean, how can you not? How can you just let like, the amount of damage he's caused to the Williams? Cars, <laughs> I
0: like. know, yeah. He's going to put that that team out of business. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say we we can't move on without mentioning that uh, the qualifying crash and the two of them, I swear to God, they looked like two lads trying to get out of a little car park as opposed to the Australian Grand Prix. It was horrendous. Who, who do you think was more at fault there? Do you think Latifi or was it both of them?
1: You know, both of them. I, ha- I have I have really strong opinions about this because, yeah. um, so I think as far as I know, they were both leading up to a quick lap, I think. They were. So they were, they were both basically driving slow around the track. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Stroll wasn't on a quick lap or anything like that. Now Latifi thought he was, I think, so mm-hmm. pulled over. Okay, and Stroll went past um, at the corner. Latifi comes back onto the circuit, and for some reason he just instantly went, "Oh, Stroll's not on a quick lap, so I'm going to blast past him." Now you're kind of like, "You're not on a quick lap either." Like yeah. you know, you're 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 you're. Why are you? Why did you have to make that move to start with? Right. So you've just let him by. Now you want to overtake him again. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. Maybe track position, whatever. It doesn't matter. My point is, though, that Stroll then, in his mind, he's gone past Latifi. So he's not really looking for, for, for Latifi. In his mind, he's like, Latifi has just let me go. Mm-hmm. He, the last thing he's expecting is Latifi to be overtaking him again. So he's looking in his left wing mirror, as you could see, and he's looking at the Alfa Romeo coming up. I don't know who it was, whether it was... Um, I think it was Joe... It was Joe, was it? Yeah. So he's looking at Joe coming up on his left side so he's pulling in on the right to allow um, Joe to go past and he's not looking in his right wing mirror because he's thinking, Latifi's just let me go, like why would he be down you know, and I suppose the argument is, look, you're a professional race car driver, you look in your wing mirrors on both sides when you're making a maneuver like that yeah. and he should have, so that's what I'm saying they both have blame here but I do think Latifi instigated it by deciding to gun it up the inside of <laughs> Stroll. Like, so I was yeah. like, it was just poor decision-making from Latifi and poor uh, judgment from uh, Stroll not checking his mirrors. He should have done it, but I can understand why he didn't check his right mirror because, like I said,
0: that doesn't make sense
1: yeah yeah in that split second the last thing you're expecting his his logic was i've just been let by by latifi that's the last person that's going to be down my inside
0: mm-hmm. so um so what was the racing line there Out, on the on the left hand side of the right hand side on the left side left side was the so racing he was moving okay. yeah so he was yeah, uh,
1: stroll yeah. was moving off the left uh, off the racing line and latifi decided not only am i going to overtake off the racing line but <laughs> as far over off the race light as possible, rather than just kind of going, okay, slow up. Ah, sh- look, I'm, I'm, I'm just ranting here, actually. I'm not making much sense because I'm ranting. But <laughs> I'm I'm just, look, maybe i look, let me calm down here a second. <laughs> let's, let's bring this back to a counsellor mode. I think I need a counsellor. Yeah, um, We need a therapy session. <laughs> I think my issue is with Latifi <laughs> <laughs> let's let's peel the onion here. I think yeah, this is where yeah. we're going with this. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah. Okay. I, let's wrap it up. They were both to blame, yeah. but I
0: blame Latifi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I do uh, uh, as a, as a neutral. I do like having Latifi around because he provides some wonderful moments. Safety cars galore. Um, it makes certain races interesting. You know, those races that are just kind of ticking by mm. and you just know that you have this Latifi wild card in your back pocket. It's going to happen at some stage. Oh yeah. The, the JCB is coming out. They already have it. They've already started the JCB. The, the keys are in it. It's it's running. <laughs> they They're just waiting. They painted it blue. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So, um, and and, Sorry. Sp- and on that side, yeah.
1: Stroll shouldn't be there either. Yeah. Stroll is only there because his dad owns the team. I'm convinced of it. There you cannot tell me there was not better drivers in Formula 2 coming up that shouldn't have been sitting in that seat.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just, you just have to look at, at who's the, the reserve drivers that are, are there at the moment ready to go. Yeah. There's some brilliant ones there waiting and those two lads are sitting there doing nothing, um, yeah. particu- particularly Stroll. Um, and then yeah, talking about Stroll and Aston Martin, oh, shocker, wow. absolute shocker of a weekend. Seb Vettel uh i think the 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 best he, he's come up with uh, some some great meme moments though the uh the scooter in what was it uh, fp1 or 2 uh
1: fp1 i think he had
0: that accident and then decided to take to the track on a <laughs> on a scooter <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant but he has been fined 5000 euro for the uh the pleasure of a little skirt around albert park on a, on a scooter and it
1: was something to do with the rule because the regulations are that you can't be on the track sort of like 15 minutes or something like that after the session ends or something i i uh, look right. I, I briefly read something about that and that's why he got the he got the five
0: euro fine right okay 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 so it wasn't actually specifically just for taking the scooter around the place um no <laughs> yeah now it would have been hilarious if he took the scooter out like
1: literally had the accident <laughs> hopped on a scooter and just <laughs> and decided to go back on a live track
0: like you know <laughs> uh that would, it was that it was lovely but, but I mean it, go on, you? yeah.
1: No, 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 work away.
0: Yeah, it it just it it seemed as if he didn't have uh talk. I it's understandable. He's been away now since the start of the season. This is his first real chance to get in the car driving it. Um he doesn't seem to have control of the car, he's not used to it yet. It's doing things that he's not expecting it to do.
1: Yeah, and he was saying there that he kind of he, he owned up that he sort of had to calm down a little bit because um he was expecting more from the right. car, from the season. Um and he was going into things a little over eager, which I think was in relation to his accident uh, or multiple accidents. Um, yeah. So what I did is, you know, I've actually written down Aston Martin's uh, because I, I, you know, there, there's there's no there was so many uh, bullet points here. So yeah, let, let's go through. So we had the FP1 crash for Vettel. And he misses FP2. He gets the five thousand euro fine for driving on a scooter, and we get those uh, wonderful. Uh, Wonderful images and uh, apparently T-shirts being sold now with Seb <laughs> Vettel. Um, yeah. We then Stroll and Vettel both crash then in FP three. We then Stroll out in Quali and um, and then crashes into Latifi, TV, which we've just covered in uh, in in our therapy session. <laughs> Don't say um, the TV. Yeah, and then uh, and then Stroll gets uh, a three place grid penalty then for Sunday as a result of that. Uh, then Stroll. Uh, uh, Stroll crashes. Yes, yeah, so, so he gives them mechanics then time. So they're repairing um, Stroll's crash. Then from qualifying gives them time to repair Vettel's car. Then um, to get him out for, for quality doesn't have an amazing qualify qualifying comes P 17. Then Vettel crashes out in lap 25, riding the curbs. Uh, then Stroll picks up a five second penalty for weaving and one penalty point on his license. And, um, <laughs> then all the drivers, well, not all the drivers, but then a lot of the drivers start making fun of the safety car, the Aston Martin safety car for driving too slow. <laughs> um, and on top of all that, the team have no points. And Seb Vettel sits 21, uh, 21st in a driver's table of, of, of when there's only 20, <laughs> 20
0: <laughs> drivers out on the, on the track. Oh, womp, womp, womp. what a disaster. Can I tell you um, the exact moment that this started? This this started at the unveiling when Lawrence Stroll came out and read the auto cue in the most unremarkable uh, what was meant to be a, a rousing speech about what they were going to do this season. It was atrocious, and uh, ever since then, I've just I've just known things are just going to be crap. Oh, sorry, the
1: Lawrence Stroll drivel. Yes. The, 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 <sighs> the, 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 the drivel auto prompt.
0: Atrocious. That one will go down in history as one of the worst auto cue reads ever.
1: Yeah, it does. It did. It, it does. Yeah, it just it just it's just led on into this season, hasn't it? It's just yeah,
0: yeah. I I kind understand where where Vettel's enthusiasm has come from because it definitely wasn't it definitely wasn't there. I'll be honest.
1: If Haas came, if, if if I was in that Aston Martin at the moment and Haas said, "You know what? Mm-hmm. Look, uh, K Mag's only here for one season. Jump in there with uh, Mick Schumacher as your number two. Yes, sir. I'd say Vettel's like, all right. See you, Aston. I'm off to, to Haas. Good luck. Yeah. Keep and, your
0: fun. And by the way, I've got COVID for the rest of this season. So talk uh, to yeah,
1: you. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Hul- Hulkenberg's back. Um. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. I don't even think he'd take it to be honest.
1: No. Oh no. He would look. He would. Anyone would take a seat in, in Formula One. But I mean, um. Look, I don't know. It was just bad luck. I think it was just it's just a bad luck weekend. Um. Look, the car's not great either. But this weekend was particularly, you know, they hit every branch of the tree on the way down as they fell out of it. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Now, on to big business. We're oh on to Imola
0: and the predictions. Right. We're going to predict. <laughs> well, can I start off by saying anything that I have predicted so far has gone the exact opposite. So if there's anyone that's out there that is is betting and listening to this podcast and and betting... Pick whatever I don't because it's it's going to go that way.
1: When the fun stops, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, so just as a reminder: we've had two races. We're one all after Jeddah, um, yeah. coming into Australia. So this is this is to take the lead now. Yeah, and the top three. Let, let's be clear as well on this.
1: It doesn't mean that you can have like you have to have the position. Correct. Correct. So you can't just have like this is what I have as one, two, and three. But if that one, two, and three comes in a reverse order, then that doesn't count just because you've managed to get one in the rights. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it has to be the position. Okay, yeah, because I
0: can't really remember what terms we set last week. So <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think we set any really in fairness. I think we're making it up each week, or I'm making it up each week. <laughs> Whatever favors me the best. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Okay, so will we take a look at, at um at your predictions for Australia and how they panned out? You want to give me your your top three that you predicted?
1: All right. I had uh I had Leclerc, so we know how that panned out. Absolutely stellar. Good, Good shout. Um I had Verstappen, uh, oh, which would have been a Stellar uh outcome except for uh i don't know bandy grommet um <laughs> and then yeah signs well that was yeah i may as well have had vettel Neil Bois yeah well i well, i have i have the one i've won one point
0: still anyway from from leclerc so oh uh, yeah sorry i meant just for science yeah yeah leclerc yeah. point so
1: um, um
0: yeah. call it out scotty what did we go with for your top three <laughs> okay, so I said Verstappen uh I was this the race where I said Verstappen will uh take uh pole position in qualifying and then also the race or was that last week? Oh no that was the week before. Yeah. Oh yeah, was sorry. it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting excited there. Uh, so I said Verstappen, <laughs> uh Verstappen win, which was obviously Nipois. I said Leclerc in P2, which was not true. He came P1, and I said Perez P three, which was also not true. Because he became P
1: two. See now I do feel a bit guilty about just making up that rule because this drastically favors me now because I got one point, you've got zero. <laughs>
0: yeah, interesting how that rule just came in there now. But yeah, no no no, that's that's it's fair, it's fair. We can we can have that going forward. Um so you're uh you're up by one point now. So your yeah. flop of the week was Fernando Sorry Alonso. Sorry, I yeah. just jumped in and just said yeah, it for you.
1: Right. Yeah, you, sorry, you just take yeah
0: take my glory. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, all right, my flop,
1: Alonso Yeah That was, I got lucky on that one
0: You did, yeah, you got very lucky
1: um, But, uh, and uh, who who did uh, who did you go with?
0: <sighs> I said my flop was going to be Lando Norris Which, I'll be honest, I thought that would have been a, a given Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no. um, But, uh, so that's 1-0 And then my surprise was Daniel Ricciardo
0: <sighs> Which... I'm gonna say that was a surprise. Like, I mean, yeah, came, it was.
1: You know, yeah. what did they get? Fucking fifth and 6 was wasn't
0: it? Yeah, Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I said my surprise was going to be Valery Bottas. Uh, he's in the top ten, and he had a DNF the week before. Yeah. Look, if, if he's inside the top ten,
1: you know, you can you, you give argument for the surprise. So that's yeah.
0: I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you can take it. So all in all, you. Got three points, and I got one. So I'm up 2-1 now on the... Taking huge, the lead. Huge cheering! <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're up 2-1 overall. You're up 2-1. Okay. So will we have a look at uh, this week's predictions for Imola?
1: All right. Who who uh, do you want me? No, no, you call yours out. I called mine out first last week.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Um... And
1: hands in the air. I'm not... Uh... I'm, I'm neither playing with myself or changing the my, my
0: predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the hands. I can confirm you're not playing with yourself. Okay. Yeah, but I am um, changing my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> as we go. Yeah. I'm, I want to see those hands. Yeah. Right, okay. There we go. So here's here's my top three. Um. don't know if I'm going to explain it because I can't remember why I wrote these this way. But anyway, I'm going to say uh, Leclerc P1. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Verstappen P2. And I'm gonna say, science P3.
1: Scotty, no way, Hannah. What, what you? So you've gone, you've gone, Leclerc, Verstappen, Verstappen and science.
0: Science. Yeah. So I'm gonna write that in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So that's my my choice. I think Leclerc is just unstoppable at the moment. He has he has Verstappen's. <laughs> that's his lecture. Uh, he has uh, Verstappen's number. I think at the moment. Um. I think they're Leclerc. Going to... it's, not,
1: it's not a chocolate eclair. Sorry, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Verstappen. Leave it. I want it. I want it spelled that way. Uh, Leclerc, Verstappen. <laughs> that was an autocorrect. I just <laughs> made that. Um, science then in, in P3. I think um, I think Verstappen's uh, issues will magically disappear next week and then reappear the week after. Um, so I think he'll be fine for next week I think Leclerc still has his number and I think Sainz um, I've just got a feeling that he's going to sort his stuff out for next week or for two weeks time sorry alright alright well
1: I'll, uh, I, I agree with you on that and I'll show you how much I agree with you on that because I'll oh, send no. you <laughs> so my top three I'm going with Sainz P1 ooh Wow, and I, the reason I'm going for that, I have to try and back this up with some sort of justification. Okay, I think he had the pace, like in the qualifying and stuff like that. I think he had the pace to challenge up there with Leclerc. I just think with all the shit luck he got, he um, he got over eager, over aggressive, and it all fell asunder. Mm-hmm. So I think if he doesn't get that bad luck and he does get a clean race, I think he's going to be even more hungry. And there's been a lot of conversation around. The P1, or sorry, the, the driver one and driver two in Ferrari um, from sort of, you know, TV networks and stuff like that, you know, the likes of Martin Brundle talking about it on um, on Sky F1. Like that, fi- that must filter back. I'm not saying that he's watching Sky F1, but I mean that news must circulate and filter around the, the camp. So he must know, and he probably had that in his head anyway, he must know that he's got a, a challenge on his hand. So I think. This is where he's going to put his marker down and he's going to absolutely go balls in on this one.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, so okay. sign.
1: Yeah. Signs in P1, uh, Leclerc P2. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tight battle, but those two are gonna get one and two. And then I'm gonna put Verstappen um, third. And I, I'm just wondering. I don't know how close that's going to be, though. I, I don't know whether it's going to be a close battle till the end, and, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like a couple of seconds between all three, covering the top three, or whether it's going to be a case where Red Bull have poor tyre management again and end up dropping, you know, 15 seconds back or something to that effect. So yeah. I'm going to go with Verstappen P3.
0: You don't think that um, possibly, again, all this pressure is going to mount on, on Sainz and he's going to lose it.
1: Nah, he's gonna he's gonna right. have his dad in his ear as well. His dad's in his camp there. Carlos Sainz Sr., like world rally yeah. champion, like he knows it. He's like it's like a uh, Yoss there, uh, sort yeah, of being yeah. a sounding board for for Max. I think uh, I think uh, Carlos Sr. will help keep him calm, keep him you know, help him kind of uh, realize what the objective is here and what he needs to do and and, and how to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's gonna be grand. He's gonna he's gonna do it. P one. Okay.
0: We, we shall see we shall see yeah. um, okay well I'll give you my flop of the week yeah my I'm, I, I've I've gone pretty safe with, with both of my predictions uh, for flop and surprise this week um, my safe prediction because I want points and I want to bring it back even next week uh, is Lando Norris flop oh that's funny okay <laughs> do you want me to give you my surprise as well or will we wait
1: no no I'll give you my flop then Daniel Ricardo. Okay.
0: <laughs> Poor old McLaren. <laughs> yeah, we don't have much faith in them for for Imola, do we? God help the boys. The tractors back out in force. Yeah. Um, okay, turn one. Yeah, no, that's pretty evident why we picked those. Okay, and then my surprise again. I've gone safe. Uh, Fernando Alonso.
1: Ah, oh, fuck yeah! I've gone for Alonso as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> easy points. It really now, is easy points. All right.
1: Points. Okay. Let, let's let's go for to to t- to not go with a draw. All okay. Right. Um, so let's, uh, let me highlight uh, the little box here besides uh, Alonso on my column. You highlight okay. Owen on there. And at the same time, now, now t- to take five seconds to think about it now, but think okay. of the position where Alonso is going to finish inside the top 10.
0: Okay. 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 And right. it,
1: whoever gets closest to the position, then if it's tie break, if Alonzo does well, uh, it's, it's whoever gets closer to that position.
0: Okay. Okay. All uh, right. Is there going to be a countdown for this? Uh,
1: yeah, we'll just do on three. This is going to be like lethal weapon. Do we go on three or is it one, two, three? And then go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. On three. So one, two, three. And as I'm saying three, we're hitting the, hitting the button, right? Okay. Ready? Are you ready? Okay. One, two. Three.
0: you fucking like do you know how to press a button it's in there mine's in there it is fuck it is it is it's sitting in there i can see mine oh maybe oh it just didn't update okay oh so, yeah
1: how convenient it's definitely there i can <laughs> I see
0: it <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god i pressed it at the same time you did um so you said p7 i say p5 well i still don't see yours so oh why isn't it showing up I know. Maybe may take that. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, and you have, have to take it, it off hidden. the thing. Okay, yeah. sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. Um, There's so going to be a P... video podcast soon, so people are going to see the dodgy <laughs> tricks you're up to. <laughs> so P7, P5. Uh... I
1: went safe. I mean, P5. Like he's got a, you know, you've got two Red Bulls, two Ferraris, two Mercedes there. Mm. I know. I said he was. He should have been battling for the Mercedes, with the Mercedes in uh, uh, Melbourne, but uh, yeah. Look, I
0: went safe. You went yeah. all in. I'm just excited by Alonso. I'm just really excited to see what, what comes next for him. Uh, so, yeah, P5. Okay, cool. That works. Yeah, that's a good little system there. I like that.
1: That's it. That's it. So um, so that's it for this week's episode. Uh, we have a little break now until, until Imola. Uh, so next week we'll be rounding up the latest goings on in the, the world of F1 in our series, The Pit Crew, which we've named it. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, send them on to feedback at late until next week.